0: Hey everybody, before we start the show, let me just let you know that if you want to help support the podcast and help support things we're doing here, the 3D printing, the different projects we've got going on, or you just want, you just love the show and you want to help uh, give back, it's the easiest thing ever. We have an Amazon banner, an Amazon link, and that's in every episode uh, in the links and it's on our homepage at todayinspace.net forward slash home. So all you got to do is click that link and then do shopping on Amazon. I mean, w- online shopping is, is the shit, and we all use it, and it's awesome. Um, and the best thing about this, it doesn't cost you anything, and you are actually helping support the show. Amazon just kicks us back a little bit of it for sending you to their website. So it's, it's really a win-win, and if you want to make it even easier, all you got to do is bookmark it on your browser and then every time you go to Amazon click that and boom you're supporting the show you're supporting science it's awesome so without further ado let's get on with this week's episode and have a great time sorry for it being late this week it's been crazy birthday week second shift life we'll get all into it right here on this week's episode thanks guys in space. 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 What up everybody? Welcome back to Today in Space. Man, it's been a, it's been a weird week. Uh, a, gr- a great week. It's been birthday week. Love it because why celebrate one day when you can do a whole week? Or if you're really crazy, you can do a whole month. And uh, those are the serious birthday uh, people. You know, they really want to get some shit done for their birthday. So anyway, I'm just doing a week this week, this year. Just like last year. And it was good, but it was weird because I was on second shift. And so that started this week. Talked about it last week. So, second shift, <clears throat> for anyone that doesn't know, at least in this, it might not even be the same for you, but my second shift is from like 4 p.m. to midnight. So, like, not a lot changes because, like, I'm, I'm a night person. So, for me, it's kind of. It works, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you know, get home around one o'clock, I'm still up, I can do a few things and then go to bed, and then I don't have to wake up early. Um, Well, if I want to get my sleep in, I'm not waking up early, let's put it that way. So, it works, but the thing that sucks is, uh, (laughs) you have no social life whatsoever, because you're home when everyone's working and then you're working when everyone's out and <laughs> it's just uh it's a, it's a weird situation but uh you know I've I, I went around I asked, I was asking for advice from people who've who've actually worked it because you know you really either have to get advice or you have to be an absolute animal and then try and go out after work to like the bar or something but you can't even do that here because the bar's closed at 2 so it, there's pretty much no option So it's like, okay well, I'm not an animal <laughs> I'm not a savage Like, like you know But I, I'd like to see I'd like to get stuff done During the week If I am going to do this I, I want to be productive And get some shit done So I went out And asked for some advice So uh, A few things uh, Here are a few things That uh, some people Who have worked second shift Or still work second shift Were saying uh, Number one Was still wake up early Like, don't Don't, just because you're, you're, you get to sleep in, I'm doing quotation marks, uh, like, get up as if it was the same time as you were getting up for work, you know, because on second shift, if, if you don't wake up, then you're, you're screwed, you're, like, you're waking up at, like, noon, and then you're up, or later, if you get up later past noon, this is how I know I'm getting old, I'm worried about the time I'm waking up, um, So, so it's like you could go to work like two hours after you wake up and then you'd be up all night. So then, then, then you enter a whole new level of weird where you just shifted your entire day, eight hours, you know, that's not good. (laughs) That's not good. That's going to be hard to rebound back from. And I, and the reason I'm saying that is because I've done that plenty of times, so I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, so I used to be savage, not that much of a savage anymore, with, with that kind of stuff, anyways, uh, another, uh, good piece of advice was go to matinees, cheaper movies, and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of a good idea, like, I've, there's been movies that we wanted to go see, haven't been able to, blah, 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 still have to go see Star Wars, I know, I know, but... I'm gonna go probably, well, obviously next week, because it's Friday, but, uh, the other piece of advice was, uh, well, it's, it's more of a theory or a paradox here, so they try to go to sleep when you get home, but you also need to be awake for the ride home paradox, so it's like, the best case scenario, is you don't Like, screw up your sleep schedule and then get stressed out and just throw your whole life out of whack. Is wake up early, but then you know, you're getting out at midnight and you're still like amped up like you would be after work on a regular day. You know, you've got a few hours, you know, eat dinner and then you go to bed, whatever, right? So, I've been trying to go to bed before two. Uh, It hasn't been easy, but. Uh, that, that's that been kind of the plan and um, that's when I, I started thinking about like the effect because wh- here's here's a weird thing that was happening I was driving into work as the sun was going down and I was going home when it was just dark and like nobody's out so it's it's something that could like really... Well, it does mess with you. Like, you're tired when you go into work because you're seeing the sunset and your body automatically knows, oh, it's getting late. So it used to happen when I used to do uh, all-nighters in college, you know, studying for stuff. Um, like, don't look at the sun rising. Just when it's dark, stay, you know, you can you can be outside, but then as soon as daybreak is starting, stay inside because then the next time you go out, it's bright out and your body... Then it's like oh I have to be awake instead of oh my god the sun is rising I'm exhausted you know so if you just move that away from from you you don't you don't feel that effect so that sucks about going into work at that time but uh, yeah and the, and the other thing is you when you get home you're all amped up and there's all the things that <laughs> you wanted to get done because you couldn't get them done before work uh, so it's weird that that's I just figured I'd share that for anybody who... If there's anybody who ever has to work second shift and you don't have anybody to ask, that's that's some advice right there. Basically, it's weird. And get used to it. <laughs> set, set yourself up for success because it's not going to be easy. Let's put it that way. Now, let's talk about the other crazy thing that happened to me uh, this week. So the first... The first day I'm starting this, right? Had... Uh, worked Monday regular shift then Tuesday I did second shift so there was this 24 hour gap between work and well, between work that I had so um, tried my best to to keep my sleep schedule and everything good so it's just a smooth transition you know so I'm not just giving myself unnecessary stress so driving to work uh, you know, there's a little bit of traffic and going, going down. So I'm going about, you know, shmady down the, the left lane. And all of a sudden I'm noticing, well, let's roll back. I noticed in the beginning, there was a weird hum when I started the car. It was fine that morning, but there was a hum and it was... The same hum you get Like I don't know if you guys Like an auxiliary cable With your cell phone You got the cell phone Plugged in And you can feel The RPMs in the engine Through the gas pedal Uh, You can hear it Right So it was like the same sound But I'm like all right, Nothing's plugged in Like how That's weird Um, Then My R2-D2 That's in the car Starts wigging out Freaking out Like clearly There's like an electrical problem And I'm like Oh my god I'm like This sucks. Like, R2-D2's dead. But I should have known... I should have known right there that something was wrong. I should have listened to fucking R2. And... So I'm driving, right? I'm, like, 20 minutes into my drive. And all the lights were dim. The radio... The center console lights... The clock... And even my dashboard. Like, the lights were... Really dim. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. Like, maybe I am having electrical issues. Like, this is not good um then all of a sudden the radio center console just starts to go just can't stay on anymore shutting off it did it like twice where it turned back on and then nothing and i'm like oh shit so i'm driving and i'm like okay i'm going like shmady down the left lane and i gotta move over because this is like rush hour to get back home there's, there's still tons of people on the highway and I'm not even sure if the car's gonna make it, so I'm like, I gotta get over. So I start going over to the middle lane. As soon as I do that, the dashboard lights start flicking on and light on and off. Um, like the dials were like, like revving all the way up and then going down. But obviously the engine's not doing that. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like we're going down, we're going down. Like we gotta move over. Um, and then as soon as I go to make my approach to the right lane. Everything dies. I feel the power steering goes, the steering wheel gets stiff, the ABS brakes are gone, can't even put my hazards on, can't even blink, Uh, turn the blinkers on, whatever, the turn signals, whatever you call in your part of the world, they're gone. Don't have any power. And I'm like, oh my god. Luckily, the people behind me knew exactly what was going on and slowed down to see but I had just enough momentum to get over to. Um, I was so lucky. There was a um, an on ramp, off ramp, on one of the exits, and I just, you know, that in mass they've got these just right now because they're doing construction, it's just big dirt piles and and just dirt patches for the on and off ramp of that exit, right? So I just rolled on top of the thing and had just enough to park myself right on that and not be in the middle of traffic. Like it was it was awful. It sucked. As uh, so it turns out it was the alternator. The alternator died. Um so I had to replace a whole bunch of stuff, but uh I had a I, I that night I kinda thought about it a little bit and I was like, damn, I was like what like how would that differ? If that happened to you in space, because you know my car is my craft, right? It's my uh, vehicle that gets me from A to B, right? Same thing as a spacecraft, right? So, how first of all, like, how would that be different in space? Like, if the electricity went in the spacecraft, you'd still be moving. You wouldn't be able to make any more moves probably, unless there was something with the fuel that was mechanical. But it's doubtful because you got no electricity. Now, if you lose all electricity on board a spacecraft, you're really fucked because it's controlling your air. It's controlling your pressure. No, no, it's not controlling your pressure. But regardless, it's the life support systems you would hope. And I think they build it so that there's at least a backup. So I don't think on a spacecraft you'd lose all power. All at once for like one thing breaking, like what happened on my car with the alternator. Um, I'm pretty sure they build up backup systems just so that in case that does happen, you know, you'd be okay. Now, um, one of the things that would definitely be like down the line if if we start going into space and we we have to deal with stuff like that. There, there ain't no tow truck that's gonna come. AAA's not coming for you. I'm sorry, it's just not. What Would you call that in space? Quadruple A, or something else like that. Anyways, you're you're a sitting duck. So, well, no, you're not a sitting duck. You're 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 moving duck. Uh, but you're just you're. You know, you're just moving with the momentum that you had. So you'd have to try and fix it. You'd have to go on some kind of spacewalk or, if you're lucky enough, everything's on the inside and you work on it from the inside. So you'd have to know how to fix your spaceship, especially in the beginning. When everything... Uh, when it becomes first available to everybody, like, those are going to be... Uh, not. I don't want to say thrown together, but my mind goes, like, immediately to... Like uh, not like a rust bucket, but like like the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars, right? Um, that thing was always breaking down. They were always fixing that thing. It was awesome when it worked, but they they had to continuously work on that thing through the entire series. It was never fine, I don't think, except maybe when when Lando had it, um, which says something about Han. But that's that's besides the point. Um, Lando was resourceful. He he knew what to do. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect to do a Star Wars reference uh, other than R two this week, um, so there you go, there you go. See, I caved. Um, so yeah, it was. the idea of power failure in space might not be as bad as power failure <laughs> in your car, um, because I I think just. Right off the bat, they'll have some kind of backup system. Now, I've done no research and, uh, specifically on the topic, especially recently. So uh, feel free to look that up yourself. But that, that's my thoughts on it. That's my thoughts on it. So as part of uh, trying to keep myself motivated through the second shift, because uh, it's a shock to my environment. It's a shock to um, my not habits, but daily routine You know, we're changing stuff up So you're going to get all frazzled Because everything's new So uh, I was trying to prepare for that And planned out like a whole bunch of stuff I was going to do during the day before work So that, you know, I had something um, I don't, I don't want to say to look forward to But it's kind of that Because it's not like, oh my god Like I have to go It wasn't that But, you know, it's just something It's, it's giving yourself a treat, you know And for me, that's that's my projects on the side you know doing engineering brings me a lot of joy and 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 putting stuff together and building my own designs is like nirvana so it's it's that's what i was you know treating myself with for for taking this this plunge into the second shift and doing what needed to get done so anyways enough about that um i had a whole bunch of 3d printing projects this week, so. Um, not so much 3D printing, although I, I did do some. Uh, I did, um, working on a few projects right now, um, for stuff further down the line with, uh, with us and the show. Um, and it was pretty cool. Learned, I learned a bunch. Um, you know, ha- uh, the printing, they all, all the prints worked. Um, and, you know, still taking videos of everything and, and trying to capture everything so I can then bring it back to y'all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good learned, learned a bunch of stuff, you know, on like Just how Because When you put a 3D model Through the computer So it can be printed on the printer You put it through a slicer And so it literally does exactly Probably what you're thinking It it cuts it up into these layers because you're printing by layers Right? So the angle You put that thing in Changes <coughs> the quality of the quality the strength and the print time for for what you're printing so um like if you put it in if it's something that's if it's like a cylinder that's sitting straight up right um you can print that flat on its side you can print that at an angle like at the bottom so it's like a 45 coming off you can print it you, you wouldn't want to necessarily but it would be good to know. Okay, what can my printer do? What am I able to do? Even if it's, even if it's, th- it seems stupid, and it's like, oh well, I I know that what that would be like. Um, I take the different approach. I'm like, I've never seen this before. If I see it, you know, right in front of me, then I'm gonna know later. Okay, I've seen this before. I know it's gonna happen. You know, I'm not just gonna take. I'm not. I'm not just gonna sit there and say, okay, yeah, I know what this should be. I would re- rather. I would way rather test it, and be wrong, and know now. Okay, I was wrong. Now I won't make that mistake again. I would way rather do that, than pretend like I know what I'm doing. Um. Some. I. I it's, it's, that's just my approach, and anyone else can do their own way. Um. But I'm sure it's not going to do it mine. So I really want to learn this. So I'm, I'm going through all the l- different uh, levels. So t- I was wrong on <laughs> one of the things I was doing. Uh, I definitely was wrong. Um, but now I know. Now I'm not going to make that mistake uh, in the future. So um, that's the cool thing about this whole 3D printing project is uh, it's humbling, and, but I'm learning. It's, it's humbling, but I'm also getting more confident with it at the same time. Um, it's uh it's really cool. And I had the chance to uh work on one of the projects. I, I've said it before the power supply is really shoddy and for what I want to do which is print around the clock like 24 hours a day. So um it's my own insurance, it's not my own safety policy. Like I I don't want something that can light on fire um potentially. Uh, Be there So uh, But it's a big project It's not something you can just Whip around You know There's electrical work I also built a case um, That's out of uh, polycarbonate Um, And you're probably thinking Okay well how did you do that Uh, Well The way I had it designed (coughs) I had bought some sheets of polycarbonate uh, For another project Like I'm sure a lot of people do projects You (laughs) you just have stuff laying around So I was like Alright I have this Let me design something for that um, and if you're an engineer or interested in it, um, what I did was I, I did it with uh, sheets of polycarbonate so that's that's a bit different on how you're gonna design that and put that together you know there's a, there's a certain approach you have to design that for so that however you're manufacturing it it can be made um, the best way to learn that is to Get an internship and work at some place Or start a project on your own and, and and have that process of Okay, this is what I think will work Let me try that um, The reason I recommend an internship Is because you'll be able to pick up knowledge And learn stuff from people who've already been there So you can save yourself time um, By learning things that would take you longer To learn somewhere else So internships or You know, just just there's a lot of stuff now, like YouTube. You can YouTube a lot of stuff too, Um, but for for projects and stuff like that, there's definitely um, no better way to learn it than actually doing it by yourself uh, or or doing it yourself. Um, So definitely go do that. So what I had to do because I I had the resources um, was I was going to laser cut the parts out of the sheet and have them fit together. So, uh, finally had the chance to go with, uh, my friend Rocky and went down to, uh, this great place downtown that has all these things, uh, available to, I guess, artists and really anyone who wants to use them. Um, you pay like a monthly membership. Um, it's really cool to see all the, the stuff that everyone's working on. They're all people who are creating things and I'm, I'm in the creating things Business, <laughs> I think it's the manufacturing, the constructing. I love that, love everything about that. Having something physical, in form, at the end of the day, at the end of your, end of your once you're complete, you have something that is complete in front of you. Um, the so there was a laser cutter down there. So we went down there, uh, and I learned a lot about it. Um, number one, the software is uh, sketchy. Um, you've got to like put it so since it's a laser cutter it's you know you put the sheet down and you're cutting it basically you're doing it like 2d so you got to give like a drawing of where it's cutting and then you got to make the program understand what you're doing which is always a nightmare when it's you know some open-source stuff but uh, luckily had my friend Rocky there and we we kicked it Um, it was really cool Um, It was awesome to see my design, like, coming together. Um, The sigh of relief after realizing I did measure everything correctly. um, Except I missed one thing. Um, There's one of the side panels. uh, The connector that connects the front and back pieces and the side pieces to the bottom plate and top plate. Um, I hope that makes sense. Anyways, one of the corners on one of the pieces um, wasn't designed right. I designed it clear, so I forgot to look because I didn't see it. (laughs) So that's a rule. Don't design in clear or transparent materials. (laughs) Do it in colored, and you know what? Make different colors, so that way you know where everything's going in. That would be much better than the way I did it. so learning experience so everything but that and now I know okay you know in the future I'll uh, I'll know how to change that Um, now one of the interesting things never would have known would have happened is that there's actually a fair amount of soot that forms from the laser because it is heating through the plastic uh, and it's burning off um, the plastic material there is an exhausted hood an exhausted hood sorry for that Uh, my mouth did not work there so the fumes are, are going out. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to have to... So I had to look online how to clean it and all that stuff. So to make a long story short, really cool week for 3D printing stuff. And I got a bunch of projects to keep myself motivated. Um, that's that's really what it's about. And I think that's, that's one of the big things that the ISS does is the people who are on the ISS always have experiments, science... Or something that they're doing while they're up there because as great as it is to be in space um, I don't think we're ready for being up there alone without things to do I don't know if we're there yet Um, we're certainly not there yet but um, I don't know what the answer is either so um, something to think about you know what Y- y- when you're in space, you've gotta have stuff to do, you know. Maybe maybe Earth will be the leisure place. Like ah, eh, if you don't have anything to do, ah, eh, go down to Earth. Um, but when you got shit to do, come back up to space, out to space. Anyways, um, that's about it, man. This week, the Star Man, David Bowie, passed away. Um, now nah, I I will say. Um, I've always been a fan of the person, the icon, David Bowie, but I'll be honest, I didn't follow most of his music. I mean, I knew Space Odyssey and I knew Life on Mars, but really, I mean, I knew David Bowie as an icon outside of his music. Um, I knew him as the judge on Zoolander uh, for the the dance, uh, the walk-off. I knew... This is a hilarious reference, but I knew him from the Venture Brothers, but it wasn't even David Bowie. It was a character who disguised himself as David Bowie, but pretended to be David Bowie because it wasn't. It's hard to explain, but that show is just hilarious. Um, And so, you know, knew him from all those different things, the labyrinth, you know. Um, And it's, you know, it's it's fitting, um, that David Bowie did his newest album, I think it's Black Star, um, as a, a, farewell, I guess. Um, I guess it was a planned farewell. You know how it is. You see one title of an article online and then you just take that as fact. So that's pretty much what I'm doing here. Um, I guess he, you know, he knew, we obviously knew he had, uh, cancer and was like alright well I'm gonna do this final album as my send off uh, I listened to it especially the first th- song uh, Dark, D- Dark Star anyways um, his first song which Black Star um, I hadn't known that before I listened to it and then when I listened to it I was like he's talking about like the life after or, or where you go afterwards. Um, I was like, that's very interesting. Um, some weird tones in that new album. Um, I'm not gonna say I don't like it, but, um, it's weird. It's weird. Um, and I listened to it. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's one way, one hell of a way to, to send off, you know, is release the album and, it's your farewell I mean that's a very David Bowie thing to do um, It really is uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was the man I mean he, as, as an icon He was You know uh, The idea of David Bowie Was always like Nobody really Didn't like David Bowie Or didn't even Not know about David Bowie Everyone knew who David Bowie was But I think just like me Not many people actually listened to his stuff Um, So it's funny When you're online And hearing people Like ah You know I was I was listening to Bowie It's like okay We It's not about you man It's about The star man Okay It's about David Bowie Um, May you Find your place Or if I got the reference right Your black star And You know Make sure you bring uh, You pick up Alan Rickman On the way Another british talent amazing person who at 69 passed away a lot from losing their fight with cancer very weird um but i wish both of them luck shooting through the galaxy um yeah weird week i knew it was gonna be a weird week not in that way but in any case godspeed gentlemen and rest in peace finish off, let's talk about what was the b- biggest piece of news on Today in Space uh, this week was uh, the new images from the Dawn spacecraft of Ceres. Now, Ceres, if uh, we go way back, um, there were images that came back as Dawn was approaching Ceres of this bright, these bright spots on the surface and people were freaking out. Because there's really no explanation for it. You know, it's just this dwarf planet in our solar system. And the first one visited, I think... Well, no, Pluto would be. But... Or, no, did we get the Ceres first? Anyways, I'll I'll read those facts in a second here. um, Once I get myself together. Um, But Ceres... Uh, the the images they they put out a survey and they were like hey what do you think it is um, there was a bunch of options you know there was volcano a salt deposit uh, ice uh, or cryovolcano which is what I I was pretty convinced it would be um, or is it an alien city you know is it a city uh, of lights that we're finally only seeing because we're looking in the right spot you know. Uh, All that crazy, you know We can find them Which I think is pretty logical You know, I mean (laughs) We take for granted how big just our Galaxy is Never mind Like the solar system Never mind (laughs) Our part of the universe Or just our part in the Milky Way galaxy, like we Have not looked at it at all So I I can see that Um, Alas, it was not an alien city, or uh, from the newest high-res photos on series, what it looks like, uh, and what I believe the article said it was, was a essentially uh, it could be salts, um, and that the the bright material exposed at the rim and the walls of this uh, would be the salt. So it. At first I thought okay is it like a a salt pile you know like a you know coming out of the surface kind of like a mountain kind of thing or maybe it's just coming out from the ground whatever the case may be apparently from uh, the caption on the photo um, this is the flat floor on the top cuz it kind of looks like a plateau was probably formed uh, from impact melt and debris so something coming in Um, The heat of that collision, melting everything, uh, and then the debris afterwards from the planet and everything that it might pick up. So, um, crazy, crazy looking. Um, These images were 240 miles away from Ceres, um, and they were taken uh, between December 19th and December 23rd. Um, So, go check that article out. It took a big hit. The pictures are really... Really amazing. I mean, th- these next-gen satellites that we've been sending, spacecraft that we've been sending um, to the different parts of our solar system have have really, like, stepped up their game as far as the interactive data that we can get back. You know, it's not just a bunch of numbers. We're getting images. We're getting um, spectrographs. We're getting, you know, all these... Great great images that were not possible in the last generation or at least it seemed that way Um, You know, the internet definitely helps getting these images out, but They've they've they're at a time where (laughs) They're uh, pretty valuable, you know sending this stuff online. This is stuff that people will look at on a daily basis because these pictures are just incredible Um, So go check them out Um, also, I'll have the link up there, but check out, um, the Dawn mission, uh, website. It's dawn.jpl.nasa.gov. Um, and it's, it covers everything, uh, here. It, It covers, you know, where is Dawn now, it covers the whole spacecraft, the ion propulsion system, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, you know, right off the top, you look here, you know, what type of spacecraft is it? It's an orbiter spacecraft. Um... It's still going It launched September 27th of 2007 at 7.34 a.m. Uh, out of Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida. Uh, it first went to Vesta, which was, let's see, uh, between 2011 and 2012. Um, and then it went its way towards uh, the dwarf planet Ceres. Now, Vesta was a protoplanet, uh, while Ceres is a dwarf planet. Now, uh, the whole goal of Dawn is to characterize the conditions and processes of the earliest history by investigating in detail. This is from the website uh, two of the largest protoplanets remaining intact since their formation. So, Ceres and Vesta reside inside the main asteroid belt, and that's the region between. Mars and Jupiter. So, you know, with these two different planets, what we're finding out is how they both evolved by themselves, because they each individually evolved as planets um, under different conditions, So, and evolved in different ways. So by being able to understand the history of how, what it went through, What it has, how it became what it is, we'll be able to better guess as we're going forward what a system is capable of, how a system will form in the future, um, and be able to predict. I mean, it's valuable, valuable information to be able to know how to in in one mission too, in one mission be able to document two different protoplanets. And their origins, their origin stories of how they came to be. And they're both different. That's huge. That's that's so huge uh, data-wise for science. Um, so really cool stuff. Go check that out. I mean, if you want to support the discovery and the planetary programs that NASA does, that is done with our tax dollars and is free to the public, available, the knowledge of it, and you you want to help them out, what you got to do is go check these photos out, go to their website and and look at it i mean that's that's what they need to to sell to say, "Hey, you know we uh the people want this because they're looking at it, so help us fund these projects i mean unfortunately, there is a short uh gap where we will have no missions going out there in the planetary program um and that's not you can't do anything about that now it's it, it is what it is and we're on the better half of that now but uh we will have a break uh and that's because you know the the funding got cut so if you want to help prevent that and you want to help support these programs the best way to do that is go online and check these out like them uh, just simply just go to the page so that they know people are looking then they can go out there and say hey the people want this we need more of this so it's the easiest way to help support. And that just about does it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast and coming back for another week to Today in Space. Uh, really appreciate it. If if you, you know, love what we're doing here, again, you can go to the Amazon link on this week's episode or on our homepage. Click there uh, and do your shopping like normal. Cost you nothing and help support us do more science and more fun stuff on this show uh you know make sure to check us out on twitter or me on twitter at elgr3co that's el greco um on facebook the today in space podcast page we're on itunes you can su- subscribe there you can subscribe we're on Twitter, um stitcher twitcher stitcher i'm not even sure what twitcher is don't don't take my word on that stitcher <coughs> and uh we've got our stuff on soundcloud uh Thank you, everybody, for checking out this week. We'll be back next week again for another episode of Today in Space. Spread love. Spread science. Peace out, everybody.